Yo, <clears throat> what's up? It's Aiden Taco Jones. You're listening to Sitting Under a Tree. Tuesday, the 26th of March, 2019. The sun is on my face. I'm here. I'm in Melbourne. I'm in my room. Blake's back. The house is fucking back to normal. Comedy festival starts today. I've sat here too long reading about fucking the Sydney election and my tea's cold now, which is a bummer. Is it cold? What? Oh. It's not cold, it's perfect right now, but by the end of this podcast, it's going to be brutal. Um, I feel very good. What is it, day 13 of not drinking? Not drinking is, I think I'm already get. I think I'm getting bored. I'm definitely getting bored of the fucking meditations every morning, man. That guy's voice, just like, the one that I'm doing right now is like a creativity one. So, the, uh, the, the first 10 days... It was just like, <laughs> this is going to sound so lame. The, <laughs> the first 10 days, it's like uh, you, it's like a 10-minute meditation. So you sit there for the start. You like scan down your body, be present, set the intention, the uh, intention, emotion, and uh, motivation, right? So like, how do you feel? No, 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 no. Emotion, sensation, emotion, intention. How do you feel? Like, uh, f- like, like physically, how do you feel emotionally? And then why are you doing the thing? And then he goes, now imagine a, bo- a ball of bright light in the center of your body and then uh, imagine it expanding. And whenever it, like it moves to a new part of your body, it's like open and airy and warm and just like good feeling. And then it goes like outside that like to fill the room and then the area where you are in your town or your city the whole city the whole country the whole world and the whole solar system and the universe as big as you can think and then at the end you forget about everything and you feel open and you're supposed to just like let it go you know and just let your brain just do whatever it wants for fucking a bit and then that's the end of the thing that was the first 10 days and i can totally fuck with that and now He's going like, we do that, but you do it quicker. Just flash it for like 30 seconds. And then he wants me to do that in the day. And I just, I, I never remember to do it during the day. Like I'm always just, I, I think about it. I remember the moment when I'm doing it, but I don't do it because I'm like, I just fuck off, man. I don't want to do it. <laughs> I don't want to do it in the day. Why are you trying to... <laughs> and I set notifications from the app to like three or four a day, right? Like I put it up because I want to remember because in, in that moment in the morning, like when I start doing the meditation, I'm like, ugh, this fucking sucks. And then by the end, I'm like, well, I'm glad I did it and that it's over. Uh, and then during the day, whenever I remember it, I'm like, remember, flash the exercise. I just am like, I don't want to... Fu- I'm fucking doing something. But I know that's the whole point is to stop doing something because you can do that later and just give yourself 30 seconds. I tried it a couple of times and then now for the second 10, for this, like there's three lots of 10 days for this, for the second lot, he's like now once a day when you do it, pull out your notebook and like write something, you know, like when you do flash the exercise and then close your eyes and just the first thing that comes in your head, write that. And he's like, well, you know, however silly it is or like. However, just don't be embarrassed. <laughs> don't be, don't no, don't be embarrassed. It's fine. Like whatever you write, you're. I still, I think you're hot. I still think you're hot. So just write it. And I'm, 
I know the whole thing is like creativity and you're supposed to free yourself, but I'm just, I feel better than that. I feel I'm like, I already know what I'm doing, dude. I go on stage every night and say shit that is embarrassing. What do you think? I'm going to write something in my book like, oh, I, oh my dick's small. <laughs> like, what the fuck am I going to write in my book that's going to embarrass me? You fucking loser. <laughs> I'm impenetrable. My mind is a fortress and I've already won meditation after doing it for 13 days. I get it. Yeah, I want, I'm done. I finished it. You can't embarrass me. I'm better than you. <laughs> that's what I, that's what I think when he tells me to do the fucking writing thing in my book. I should just do it. I should just do it. Maybe I will come up with something crazy that I haven't thought of. Maybe I'll, um, accidentally come out about the, the time I killed that monk in Bethlehem. Oh God. You know, just some deep and dark secret. Oh, I can't believe I, I wrote it down. <laughs> they don't even have monks in Bethlehem, do they? They've got um, they got Jews and they got uh, Christians and they got Muslims. The three big ones. Monks don't even make it into the top three. They're not. I wonder if a monk would be. I wonder how they would react if a monk just showed up in Bethlehem or Jerusalem or whatever. I said the one. You know that one. The big, the fucking, the triumphant, the, the three-way clusterfuck that is the Middle East, epicenter of the Middle Eastern conflict. I wonder how they would, uh, I wonder how they would react if a, if a monk that had nothing to do with their religion just rocked up. If they'd be like, man, fuck. For real, though? Really, though? Like, we were already, there's already three of us, and now you're, and now the monk's like, well, actually, uh... It just looks like a really nice spot to meditate. That wall that you guys are all trying to kiss. Can I just met? Can I just sit on the wall, and, and flash the image of my warm creative openness expanding to fill the entire universe? And then, and then I'm just gonna write down about how um, I don't think my dad really loves me in a in a book. You guys go ahead and kiss the wall. I'm just going to do my own thing here real quick. Don't mind me. <laughs> That's how we solve the Middle Eastern conflict is we get a fucking some self-righteous monk in there to be like, guys, creative spirit. Oh, <laughs> uh, fucking whatever. Um, <laughs> I, um, I've had, what kind of week have I had? Uh, I went to, um, I went to this fucking Artvo joint on Friday. I, cause the, uh, the, the Instagram stuff that I was talking about all last week about how I, I hit up all the Instagram influencers, I kept seeing this thing called Artvo and it's like, evidently it's, uh, it's a fucking, like an art gallery where all these artists like drew stuff on the walls and it's so like you can it's like an interactive right it's an interactive art gallery which sounds cool it when i hear the word interactive i'm thinking like one of those electric balls and you touch it and it goes and like you you know all the electricity goes to your hand or whatever or like fucking i don't know like a big squishy ball that you can touch and it's like, i don't know what i was thinking some sort of grass some different textures. I was thinking a lot of textures. I was thinking I was going to just experience fuckloads of textures, man. 
And uh, I went, I invited, this, I invited a date. I took a date there. I was like, do you want to go to this Art Vogue gallery? It's like cool, but it's like interactive. And I went on the website and it's like the first interactive gallery in Australia. <laughs> the first art gallery, the first of its kind in the country. And uh, it was in the Docklands, which should have been, that should have been a red flag. Docklands is... Uh, just a gross, it reminds me of Canary Wharf in London, or just think of any business district, any planned district in a major city where the government has tried to, they've got like, like oh, we've got this land and we want to make money out of it, but we're not going to sell it just for houses. We want to make it into like an entertainment district. Governments buy, as a rule, don't know what's fun. They don't, how are you going to plan? And like the way that cool areas happen is they start off poor and then poor students and, and artists and shit move there and they make cool shit. People with ideas, people that don't work in government because they don't work well in those kind of rigid structured environments. And then governments try and plan some shit like that and just build it out of nothing without letting it grow organically. And it's just fucked. And that's what fucking Docklands is. It's gross. And oh my god! And you can tell they had these whole ideas of like, we'll make it multi-level and it'll be like open, but still with paths. So it's like you can go anywhere, but also go to H and M. You know, it, that's what it feels like. It's supposed to feel free, but also still buy all this fucking stuff from these huge multinational corporations that have set up shop here. So we go there. Art this gallery is in the middle of that. And, uh, and we get there and it's pr the whole area is just dead. It's just quiet and empty. And, uh, I pay $28. <laughs> I pay $28 for an adult ticket. And then as soon as we get in there, the guy who's, um, who's fucking showing us around is like, Way too enthusiastic, which already I don't like, you know? I look a little bit like you're enjoying your job, but you wish you weren't there. That's the vibe that I want. When I see someone working, I want I don't want people to not enjoy their job because that's gross. I want you to enjoy it, but I also want to have a, they feel a little bit of cynicism, you know? This guy just looked like he fucking would have come there on his day off to show people around this fucking place. And um, I immediately realized that it's not actual, like, art art, which is what I wanted. I wanted pretentious, wanky art. I wanted to feel... I want to go to... When I, when I go to an art gallery, I want to be able to tell people and look in their eyes with a little feeling of, of, of like, uh, superiority, you know? I want to feel like I've done something that makes me better than you. And it sounds like a joke when I'm saying this, but I'm not... I'm actually being deadly serious. <laughs> I'm a hundred percent serious. That's what, I mean, I go to the art gallery to try and feel like elevated and uplifted and whatever. I think I'm starting to get it. Like when I went to the fuck it, the one in Adelaide, the, um, the, uh, art gallery of SA, whatever the fuck it's called. I've, I really felt great in there. It was really nice walking around. I didn't feel drained like emotionally or physically afterwards. Like I have in the past. And it was just nice to walk around, look at the nice things, read the stories. That's important. I want stories. And uh, anyway, I just and then when I leave, I want to I want to be able to tell people like, oh man, what'd you do today? Oh, I just you know, it's like went to an art gallery. <laughs> it's no big deal. I just went to an art gallery. I experienced the art. I looked into the eyes of the creator. 
and then I want them to be like, you're so cool, can I please give you some money? <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, please, yes, thank you so much. Um, but I didn't feel like that at Art Vogue because it's all just painted on the walls and it's like cartoonish style. I guess some of it, nah, it's all pretty cartoonish. It's not realism and it's all just painted on the walls. And the whole point of this thing is that it's supposed to look like you're interacting with the artwork. So it's not like you do interact with the artwork. You're supposed to take pictures to make it look like you're interacting with the artwork. And then you put those pictures on Instagram and you go, hey, everyone, I went to Art Vo, and everyone doesn't, they, you don't feel superior to anyone, you just know that people are looking that and feeling sorry for you. Because, because you stood in front of a painted wall and pretended to peel, a, uh, to pull like a segment out of an apple. And fucking, oh, God. All right, I think I just realized what I'm going to use as the promo picture for the fucking on my story for this pod this week. So... <laughs> me and my date and uh, uh we were there and the dude was explaining everything to us and there was a family there there were two parents and their daughter who was 13 and the guy just goes i'm looking for two volunteers like the dude who's showing us around he pulls us up to the first artwork this segment on the wall and he's like we got two we need two volunteers and i'm like Let's just get this over and done with so this guy will stop trying to fucking show us around so, like, we can just make the best of this $28 situation that I've just got myself in. <laughs> so, so um, I put my hand up and then, of course, the little girl, it doesn't so much put her hand up as the dude is like, how about you, little girl? Would you like to be a volunteer in this in, in this steadily creepier situation? And uh, she looks at her parents. She's like, "All right." Um, <laughs> and so the guy gets me. The first picture is like an apple. It's like a giant apple with a segment, like a triangular segment, cut out of it, and it's like being pulled out of it. Like it's it's kind of like uh, whatever. Um, and he gets me to grab the corners of that segment and look like I'm pulling. And then he gets this fucking. <laughs> 13 year old girl to come up behind me and and he goes like put your hands on his waist so she's got her hands like so like so lightly like just barely touching my waist and he's like look like you're pulling him and so I'm like all right you know I pull the thing and she's pulling me and I'm ah and I guess it's supposed to look like oh we're trying so hard to get this segment out of the apple but all I could think was I'm standing in front, like in front of a 13 year old girl while she grabs my waist and is like pulling me backwards and her parents are looking there and I just, fuck, it was so fucking weird. I honestly can't believe that the dude, like what is fucking wrong with you that you think that that's going to be fun? The guy who was giving us the tour. Like I guess he's like, oh, I could make it as weird as possible. Yeah, well, you fucking succeeded, mate. You made it real fucking weird. <laughs> oh, it felt so odd. And then as soon as it was done, I, like, I rushed back to stand next to my date and that girl went back to her fucking parents to, I guess, ask them if the 10 free counselling sessions supplied by the Australian government are available to, to fucking people that are under the age of 18. Oh, it was, why didn't he just get the dad? Just get the dad. Get the fucking dad to do it, man. Oh, ugh. 
Surely that's illegal. I hope that guy gets... <laughs> I hope he goes to jail. <laughs> he seemed lovely, whatever. It was fine. He was trying to have fun. And then um, me and my date just went around the fucking gallery and like... It was straight away, we were like, this is a bit weird, isn't it? Yeah. And I realized fairly quickly, and I didn't have the balls to say it, but I realized pretty quickly, like, oh, this is for, like, kids on school holidays. <laughs> this, isn't, this isn't for fucking... <laughs> this isn't to go to as, like, a serious thing to do. This is, like, for parents to take their kids to. Or the other bunches of groups there were, like... Uh, there was, like, a group of six middle-aged women there. Maybe they were on... A, imagine if they were on a hen's party. Fuck, that would have awesome that might have been actually it would be pretty cool if we were drunk that'd be a fun way to do it go drink and do it if you want to pay 28 but we were done within half an hour easily within half an hour 28 bucks fucking catch you later and i didn't get many photos i did get yeah i uh i'll put the one up on my instagram for fucking of that me and that little girl i'll put a little emoji over her face that's what you're supposed to do right with minors yeah sense of the fuck it was so creepy oh anyway art vogue huh that's what i get for following instagram people you know that's what i get for putting any stock in instagram people going this was so fun art was so fun of course he said it was fun you have to fucking say that so you don't kill yourself i have nothing against instagram people but that is not my life also on friday fuck this was great me and my mate luca um who by the way oh should i if anyone's listening and doesn't know what shows to obviously go and see my show in the melbourne comedy festival although opening night tonight sold out so i mean if you wanted to you couldn't um but go and see go and see a bunch of other shows in the festival. Uh, go and see Luca Muller's show. Uh, I think it's called Yeah Cool. Yeah, it's a trades hall. Luca's so fucking funny. And uh, me and Luca went to um, this fucking football game. We went to an NPL game. Like I've been meaning to go to an NPL game for ages. There's A League, which is the national league, the top one in Australia. And then there's. Um, and then there's NPL, which is the State League in Victoria, and that's the one below the A League. And it's supposedly more like intense and stuff than the uh, than the A League because people actually get into it. There's more connection to the clubs, um, fan culture stronger, and also there's more traveling support because the games are just necessarily like they're closer together. And uh, I'd heard recently that Pasco Vale. If you guys saw this news story, there was a refugee. I can't remember what country it was from. Some country in Southeast Asia. And uh, I think maybe maybe it was Myanmar even. And uh, but anyway, he was getting the Myanmar government were trying to extradite him back to Myanmar and put him in jail because they said that he said some shit against the government or whatever, some bullshit reason that Australia would never countenance. And uh, the Australian government, I think, let him be extradited back to Thailand. Or something like that, and then he was trying. He was or he was in Thailand, and then Thailand put him in jail, and uh, and he was an Australian resident for whatever reason. He was in he was held in Thailand, and they were trying to get him from Thailand to Myanmar so they could like probably torture him and maybe kill him, and 
the Australian government and the Australian football community worked really hard to get him back to Australia, and it was a big thing in the news. And that guy plays for Pasco Vale FC, which also happens to be our local team in the NPL. So I was like, yeah, man, fuck it. Let's go to a Pasco Vale game. And on Friday, there was a home game. They were playing South Sydney FC. And I'm like, yeah, let's pick Luca, big football fan. Let's go. Um, let's fucking pick Pasco Vale. Uh, we did our gig on Friday night, and then we got there at halftime. And Pasco Vale are 1-0 up. I was, like, following it on Twitter. But the Twitter doesn't have what team is doing what. I guess they just... Oh, they said goal for Pasco Vale, but there was, like... Um, there was, like, a, a red card, and I was like, I wonder who the red card's for. And then we get there, and I quickly count the players, and uh, we've got the red card. So we're down to 10 men, but we're 1-0 up. And so we just got to protect this lead. We get there at the start of the second half. We get our fucking chivapcha cheese, you know, those short little sausages. Um... And, uh, yeah, so we fucking, like, get some nice food. We talk to the staff. They're all lovely. They're having banter with us. There's a good crowd there. It's a Friday night. Everyone's feeling good. Pasco Vale up 1-0. And the game is, like, end-to-end. It's a really good game. Uh, and it's getting close to, like, we're pressing really high, which is amazing because we're still we're down to 10 men and we're 1-0 up. But we're still going forward. I'm like, fuck yeah, I really like this team, man. They're really aggressive. Um, still going for the win. Especially after I'd heard that we were, like, third bottom in the league. So, uh, and the other team are, like, playing on the break, and they fucking hit the crossbar at one point. And uh, 88 minutes, two minutes to go, the other team, on a quick break, score, one all. Fuck, we were so close to the three points. And me and Luca are just, like, bummed with our heads in hands, sitting in the stands, and... Then Luca tapped me on the shoulder, and I look up at the scoreboard that now reads 2-0. Um, we were following the wrong team. <laughs> and, like, we just... I got there, and I saw Pasco Vale on the scoreboard in white and South Melbourne in blue, and I assumed that's what the strip colours were. So we were following the wrong team and picking our little favourite boys from the team. And, like, it was such a bummer because we would have been so fucking happy had we been following the right team. After all, we, and I realised the reason the other team were going forward was because they were trying to win. It wasn't us trying to be all marauding and get the second goal. They were trying to win. We were playing on the break because we were trying to get back at them. And uh, damn, it was so close. And we would have had such an amazing moment when that second goal went in. If we knew what team we were going for, we would have had the most incredible joy. And, uh, and we didn't. And it just, the, the overwhelming feeling was, like, complete humiliation. It was the most humiliating thing. We laughed for, like, 30 seconds, but quickly the laugh turned into a laugh of, I guess we're laughing now because we're embarrassed and we don't want to admit that we're embarrassed. Like, it was so embarrassing to have been sitting in the stands and trying to pretend like we know what's going on and trying to be like, yeah, we're supporting this team. And... Um, and, uh, and then we'd just been supporting the wrong team and was, like fucking hewn of any emotion that we might have gotten from the game looking around I was kind of looking around trying to see if anyone had like I remembered all the stuff that we were saying through the game about the game and how fucking stupid we must have sounded if anyone were listening to us I don't think anyone was listening to us I don't know it was a it was a really nice atmosphere man and I do want to go back the weekend after comedy fest um Pasco Vale playing in Broad Meadows on a Saturday afternoon at 5.30 in the afternoon. Fuck, I want to get a crew to the, get together and go to that. 
that would be so much fun. I'll be drinking again. We'll get fucked up. <laughs> Just watch some soccer. There was a red card in the first half. Like, that's sick. And there was, like, a, you know, fight. Not a fight, but, like, a scuffle. That's what you want, man. I want to go to a game and see some real emotion. Not the sanitized shit that you see on TV. Like, I love the Premier League. It's so good. And tempers do fray, but at the end of the day, there's too much money, and everyone just is, it's, there's not going to be a real fight, it's too controlled, I want to see some real chaos, so, but yeah, that was a fucking bummer, <laughs> look up 2-0 and be like, well, we should probably just leave now, hey, I feel like I've, I'm suddenly not wearing any fucking clothes, and I have a tiny boner, that's how embarrassing it was. Uh, um, song for this week, I just caught this one yesterday, a friend sent it to me, um, Problems by Petite Biscuit, who is a French DJ who's 19 fucking years old, you absolute cunt, um, I looked on Wikipedia, it's one of those Wikipedia articles where like, where like, uh, you read it, oh no, it's gone. Oh, no, I'd fucking pulled it down. It's one of those Wikipedia articles where, like, he said he called himself Petite... It says on the Wikipedia article he called himself Petite Biscuit because his French grandma used to make him biscuits and she'd give him the littlest one from the batch and his grandma and also his girlfriend at the time called him Little Biscuit and would, like, pat him on the head and call him Little Biscuit. And it's like, that's way too intimate of a story to be, like, on Wikipedia. Like, to have someone else written it. I don't know. Like, the detail of him being patted on the head, as they would call him, Little Biscuit, makes me think that he wrote it, or it makes me think that some fucking we Like, who's stalking him that hard to have followed every interview? No, I think he's written it. And they used to pat him on the head. How weird to write something that intimate in third person. I'm thinking of, like, when I lost my virginity, you know? And he wrote a song for his ex-girlfriend because he threw up at her best friend's birthday party. And he wrote her a song to say sorry, and uh, they were together alone in his parents' house, and he played her the song and sang for her, and he was very embarrassed, and then she silently took him by the hand into his childhood bedroom, and they had a beautiful but brief and, I assume, painful for the woman sex for the first time. Why did I just tell that story in the third person? That's disgusting! Fuck! I realised halfway through that I shouldn't have been doing that. It felt almost more intimate telling it in the third person than it would have if I had just told the story from the... I've told that story fucking heaps of times. I'm very proud of the story of how I lost my virginity because I thought it was really beautiful and nice. It wasn't just like... It was a, 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 It was in a park. <laughs> just someone crying. It was... It was in a park. It, a park... <laughs> I think the second time we slept together was in the park near her parents' house because we had nowhere to go. <laughs> it was like on the playground. <laughs> Yucko. Um, anyway, Petite Biscuit, that song Problems was real nice. It's like housey, but uh, it's like he's like rapping over the track, but it's the song is like house and it's got that uh, synthy... <laughs> Fuck, I don't want to use the same words that I always use. It's uh, It'll be a good song to dance to in the club, for sure. But it starts off soft, so you could sing it in a car, 
but you could also dance to it in the club. I reckon it'd go off. And it's got some line that you can sing. She likes the... Oh, what? She likes the hi-hats with the hiccups. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> oh, my God. This <laughs> this section of the podcast should be titled, like, <laughs> like Hanging On To Youth. <laughs> and now our favorite section of the podcast desperately holding on to lost youth with aiden taco jones where i recommend a song that i've listened to three times <laughs> um i like the song listen to the song fucking <laughs> fuck you this is the, it's also the the section of the podcast where i get the most offensive um Last story, I uh, I wanted to talk about this... Fu- oh, what was it? Do I want to talk about that, or do I want to talk about people leaving Sydney? Nah, everyone knows Sydney sucks. Who fucking cares about Sydney? Oh, actually, yes. This made me fucking angry. Saturday, I was... Um, I wanted to go to the beach, because I just saw the day before, like, the beach was... It was going to be 32 degrees on Saturday. And it was nice on Friday, when I went to fucking Artvo. It was a nice day, and then we... Walked around that hellish cityscape fucking area of the Docklands area of Melbourne. And it was like nice weather. And I was just like, ah, I wish we were at the beach right now, you know. And 32 on Saturday, done. I'm going to go to the beach. I moved my, I had my tech run at my venue for the comedy fest at 11.30. But I emailed and I moved it to 1.30. I'm like, fuck yeah, I can go to the beach. Then uh, I wake up Saturday morning and I've, you know, rise and shine because I'm fucking not drinking wake up early, do my meditation, get my shit together, leave at 9am, and I'm going to go to Sandringham, I get the train into the city, get to the city, Sandringham train's not running, replacement buses, fine, I get the city loop, right, I have to take the city loop round on the train, and then I get to the fucking stop that I'm supposed to get off at, and I miss it, because I'm not paying attention, still fine, I'm getting a little bit angry now, but that was my fault, I get to the next station, the train comes straight away to take me back, good, and then it takes me around the city loop again. Annoying now. So second city loop. I get out and it's raining. The weather has not turned up yet. It's fucking raining. It's cold. I'm wearing shorts and a t-shirt. I'm thinking, thank God I didn't bring a beach towel because it wouldn't have fit in my bag. And then I'd just be carrying a beach towel looking like a fucking loser. Like, oh, I thought I was going to go to the beach today. I'm starting to feel stupid. And after the indignity of the football match the night before... It's a really embarrassing 24 hours for me at this point. I'm waiting, un- like, in pa- next to Parliament Station, waiting for this fucking replacement bus. Standing under, they've put a marquee out because it's raining as well. So I'm there with shorts and a t-shirt and my backpack ready to go to the beach. Standing under a marquee in the middle of Melbourne City while it's raining with a bunch of people with, with uh, rain jackets on. The bus comes. We all line up for the bus. Oh, it's not the right bus. It leaves without even opening the doors. We all go back under the thing. I take a picture of the situation. I'm trying to, like, enjoy it and find the humor in how ridiculous it is. The bus, the second bus comes. Everyone goes. We pile onto the bus. All right, great. I'm on my way. I sit at the back. I'm keeping a bit more of an eye on the map this time because I don't want to miss the stop. And I notice at one point that we're going the wrong way to Sandringham. We've, like, diverged from where we should have gone and we're following another train line. And I try and get to the front of the bus, I'm like, I've got to ask the bus driver, where am I going, are we going to Sandringham, or are we, what's going on here, 
So I go to walk through the bus and I'm like walking down the aisle and some lady's standing there and I'm like, hey, sorry, can I get past? And she just turns and is like, can you wait till the bus stops? I'm like, oh, all right, we're all having a bad day. Okay. I wait till the bus stops. She lets me go past. I get to the front and I'm like to the driver, hey man, are we, is this the bus to Sandringham or no? And he's like, oh no, man, this is the bus to Caulfield. And I'm like, great, perfect. So I get my phone out and I'm trying to look, where can I go from here? I don't want to go back. I don't want to fucking get out and get on another bus to go back and then make it back to Sandringham. Like, fuck that. By that point, if I'm going backwards after an hour and a half of travel, I might as well just fucking top myself. And I'm looking at where Caulfield is. It's nowhere near the beach. There's another hour. If I want to get the bus from Caulfield, it's another hour. And at this point, it's like 11 o'clock or 10.30. Yeah, it's at 10.30. And I know I've got to get back to the city to do my tech run at 1.30. So I don't even have that much time. If I'm going to get to the beach at 12 and have half an hour at the beach, nah, so I'm looking, there's no way I'm going to get to Caulfield, I think of getting an Uber, I'm sorry, get to Sandringham, I'm thinking getting an Uber, but I just fucked that idea, so I just get out near Caulfield, walk to Caulfield, and uh, I'm like, I'll just find a fucking cafe, and I'm just, oh, it'll be fun, alright, There's. I've never been to this area before and gone to a cafe, I find one place, I'm like, oh, is this the place? I find a place on Google Maps, it's 4.5 stars. I'm like, ah, that'll be good. I see this other place, I walk in, and I'm like, oh, this looks nice. It's kind of next to a park. And I walk in, and I put my bag down. I'm like, hey, guys, how you doing? And they're like, good, what can we get you? I'm like, uh, looking at their menu. I'm like, I think I might get a coffee and maybe a bit of food later. And they're like, all right, cool. And I'm looking around, I'm like, is there, can I grab a table? And they're like, Oh, yeah, they're like, do you want to grab a seat on the bench? And I'm like, oh, is there a table? And they're like, ah, uh, no. And I just looked and went, actually, no, I'm all right. Thank you very much. I think I might keep walking. And the, <laughs> the three of them were standing there. were just like, oh, 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 oh. That made me feel good a little bit. I was like, if you don't have a table for me, man, I am not in the mood to be sitting at a fucking bench. No compromises now. I didn't get the beach. You can't see, but I was going to have a beach towel in this fucking bag. So I just leave that cafe and I leave them there stunned. Like, what did we do? And I'm like, good, finally. Some fucking power. <laughs> Someone else can feel the, the, the fury and, and confusion that I'm feeling right now. I don't know why it felt good to hurt those people by not going to their cafe. But boy, did it. Uh, <laughs> that's no good. <laughs> and then um, I... Uh, <laughs> I, uh, I keep walking and... My friend in, in Edinburgh messages me. Um, or did I message her? I can't remember. I No, actually, I think I messaged first. We were having kind of half a conversation. And I just, I just, apropos of nothing, I was like, she'll understand. I unloaded and was just like, man, I, I'm having the worst day. I wanted to go to the beach today and I got up at nine, but then I couldn't get there and I caught the wrong train and then I caught the wrong bus and after two hours I'm in this fucking area that I don't want to be in and I just I'm in a really bad mood hoping that she would be like oh man I just wanted to unload on someone you know just vent and uh she messaged back and said like well you know there are people in the world who have got it way worse than you so maybe in a moment like this you need to remember that you're actually really lucky you know you've got your health 
and nothing is really going that bad in your life, and you should just remember that. What the fuck are you fucking talking about? That, that was the, that was the end of when I was like, I think that was the last shitty thing. That put me in like such a worse mood. Cause it's like, who taught you to listen to people? Surely. And it, look, I'm, I'm going to preface all of this by saying this is the, this is the most self-indulgent babyish bullshit ever. She's absolutely right. Of course I should remember that there's fucking people in the world who have it way worse than me, but at the same time, like, everything's relative, right? Like, I'm still... Yeah, sure, people are dying right now. Someone's dying right now, and now, and now, and now. But I'm still sad. You know? Like, I'm still sad. doesn't change the fact that I didn't get to go to the beach, and it rained, and I caught the wrong things, and blah, 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 and I'm fucking pissed off. And that's not going to make me happy. How is... How is thinking about how people have got shit lives going to change my life? How is that going to make me happier? It's not going to. <laughs> You're just adding to the unhappiness in the world by telling me that. And clearly that's not what I wanted. What I wanted was for someone just to go, hey man, that sucks. I'm sorry that you didn't get to go to the beach. It's a bummer. Fuck, that made me so angry. <sighs> Did I deserve that vent? Did I earn that vent right then? I ended up having a decent day. I went to the second cafe and uh, there were a bunch of people in there as well. But by that point, I was like, well, this is the cafe that I've chosen. No one made me come here. No one made me leave the house today. And it just stopped raining by that point. So no one was sitting on the outside tables because they were wet. But I could tell that the rain was done. So uh, I sat down and <laughs> someone came out with a chucks, like one of those towels to wipe the table down, and I was like, hey man, can I just grab some paper towels, I reckon that'll work better, and she still, like, she kept wiping it with the chucks, and then, uh, I was like, yeah, I reckon the paper towels, and she came back with paper towels, and I was like, yeah, thank you, good, alright, don't fuck around with the chucks, I don't know why people persist in wiping fucking, wiping shit down with, like, tea towels, or like the, you know what I'm talking about, those chucks ones, like the pink ones, or the blue ones, it's like, they don't get all the water, they're never gonna get all the water, just get me some fucking paper, and stop pretending like, this is gonna work, it's not gonna work, you're just pushing the water around, and you're making me angrier, I'm still angry, now, I'm still angry from Saturday, um, I got my coffee, I had a, I had a croissant just to not feel bad for sitting there for ages, but I felt like I was a trailblazer, I was the first patron in their cafe to sit at the outside tables and show everyone else what was possible, I was like a frontiersman, breaking new ground, um, and then I went back, did my tech run, that was fine, and went to the MCG on a free ticket and got to see a bloody game of footy, that was good, Saturday turned out alright, but the start of it, real fucking bad. Anyway, that's me. That's been the podcast, you guys. <sighs> First show today. Thanks to everyone who's already bought tickets. I've sold 91 so far for the run, which is great. Someone yesterday brought bought 20 tickets for next Thursday, the 4th of April. In a 30-seat room, someone bought 20 tickets, one person. That's terrifying. I don't know who that person is or what that... Oh, fuck. But, all right, sure. If you want to buy 20 tickets, dude, thank you so much for giving me $400. And I just, I hope that it's not a Bucks party. Oh, it might be a Bucks party. Didn't think of that. Anyway, thank you to everyone who's brought tickets so far. I can't wait for tonight's show. 
And for the next 27 nights worth of shows, I'll talk to you guys next week on Tuesday. We'll see how it's doing. Uh, This has been Aiden Taco Jones sitting under a tree. Peace.